Hey guys and welcome back to my podcast. First of all, I want to say that I really really appreciate every every single response that I've got since uh, yesterday since I've shared this new podcast thing with you guys. Be it on my Twitter, be it on my Instagram, be it on my blog. Um this really means a lot to me to find a medium to present my views, to present my thoughts out there uh in in the general public. Now, coming back straight to the topic, today we have had a Europa League groups drawn and there have been in total 12 groups and Manchester United surprisingly or hilariously or maybe I would say both have been uh, out of all groups drawn into group L yes group L which is yeah well it's uh, it's laughable but still now the other three teams apart from Manchester United which have been drawn into group L have been um, FC Astana of Kazakhstan Partizan Belgrade of Serbia and AZ Alkmaar of Netherlands now i did some background check on all these three clubs because honestly speaking AZ Alkmaar was the only club that i actually had heard till now i didn't even know FC Astana existed no disrespect but yeah i didn't know they existed Partizan Belgrade I've heard about them but I really had very less knowledge I would say of this of this one. AC Alkmaar is the only club that I can actually I heard and I found out and I had the idea like oh yeah this is the club that I know. So uh I got some interesting information actually from all these stuff uh FC Astana is currently second in Kazakhstan Premier League. and their premier league actually begins a lot of, uh, some months ago maybe I, i would say they have a different time span they have played 23 games for now and they have 47 points with 15 wins two draws and six losses surprisingly or commendably they were first last season they finished first they won the league kazakhstan premier league in 2018-19 and currently the second but i do feel that they can again come to first because the point difference from first to second there is just of one point first team is some team which has 48 points so that's not something that is too too far to achieve now coming to partizan belgrade the serbian club is actually sixth right now in the serbian super league but then the super, serbian super league also has just recently started near to premier league so they've played four games then beaten with three wins and one draw and uh, interestingly partizan belgrade have come to the europa league playoffs i would say europa league campaign by defeating oleganesolsa's previous club molde molde of the norwegian premier league 3-2 on aggregate just yesterday night and uh, another imp- uh, interesting thing which i have found from partizan Bel- belgrade's background check is that we do have a former Manchester United player in Partizan Belgrade uh if you guys remember there was a guy named Zoran Tosic of Serbia who Manchester United I think bought around 2007 and then got he got sold actually just two, two years later in 2009 or I would say at the end of 2009-10 made just three four appearances for Manchester United in between that era but still this was really really interesting for me to find out that Zoran Tosic an ex-Manchester United player is 
the part of current Patterson Belgrade squad. So he would be coming back again to Manchester United real soon. Now the third club, AZ Alkmaar, this is a bit familiar club, but again, uh, currently fifth in Eredivis, just three games played, drawn one, unbeaten, one, two, finished fourth last season in the Eredivis Netherlands Super League. So, um, now what do I feel about these draws? Actually, I'm, I'm partially happy, partially discontent. First of all, let's go with the discontent side, but I'm discontent because I really was expecting at least a bit of a challenge in Europa League. Right now, it's just a piece of cake, I would say. The All the three teams, honestly speaking, are very, very, very likely to be beatable. We should be winning all the six games that we are going to be having from the span of September till December. And... Still, you never know anything in football, especially when you are a Manchester fan and from the last 7-8 years. But still, all three games, I really, really feel, uh, all six games, I would say, are really, really winnable. And, uh, yeah, now the happy part, why I'm happy? Because of the same reason, these games are winnable. But, I was expecting a bit of challenge. I, I really like the group of Arsenal, to be honest, Eintracht Frankfurt, and uh, even the group of Wolves, Braga, and Benfica. No, 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 wait, Besiktas, sorry. Uh, Braga and Besiktas of Turkey. So, Wolves really have a really nice challenge uh, right in the first ever campaign, the first ever European campaign. And uh, I really, really wish Wolves good luck. I would want Manchester United to face Wolves sometime in maybe semi finals or maybe even final, who knows? And yeah, that's a very long shot thing, but come on, it cannot, it can be possible, I would say. Wolves versus Manchester United final, an all English final once again, and this time it would be interesting. Now the ties would be no official date has been uh, has been out there till now, and uh, for the Europa League for our games, Europa League games. But I think it would be usually the same way it has been for the past many years near to maybe 18th September 20th September somewhere around then and uh, the official days would be out tomorrow so that's that's something that uh, would be taken would be confirmed tomorrow I would really want to see actually from these game in in these games players like Andres Pereira Mason Greenwood Timothy Chong Ahit Chong James Garner or uh, all the youth team in general, even players like Isil Chuanzebi, Fosu Mensa, if and when he is fit, of course. Joel Pereira, our third choice goalkeeper right now. Of course, Dean Henderson, I would have loved to see him, but he's on loan to Sheffield, so that's, uh, that's out of question. But yeah, in general, I would really, really love to see the youth being played in these group stage games. And that too, right at the start, because uh, if you guys look at it, at the start, the pressure isn't there. Even if we lose our, God forbid, the first three games, still we have another three games to to make uh, to make the gap, and then we can actually play a major. But to be honest, really, I, I I really don't see us losing any game out of these. To be honest, even if I play our youth team, and I really want Ole to play our youth team, the young players, the players that are actually hungry for this for this club to be the to be this club's badge, I really want to see it. 
And I can imagine Mason Greenwood actually competing in uh, for the if he gets a good run of games in this competition. I can see him competing for the for the Golden Boot. I really can. He can score for fun easily against teams like Astana, Partizan Belgrade. AZ Alkmaar can be a bit tricky game, but Partizan Belgrade, Astana are, would be really, really easy games if we have the right mentality for it and if we play with a good game plan. Now, this is the beauty about Europa League. You see if uh, you compare with the Champions League. Of course, it's, uh, it's a bit step, step down from Champions League, that's obvious. But still, Europa League is actually a competition that gives you the top European exposure at a lower cost. And that lower cost is the cost of mistakes. You can make a mistake in Champions League and get absolutely battered for that. But if I talk about Europa League, you lose 2-3 games, still the pressure isn't that much like it would be in Champions League. And uh, talking about clubs, not even just English clubs, but clubs like FC Astana, Patterson Belgrade, or uh, Molde, Apoel, like the smaller clubs in general, they get a really, really good exposure from competitions like Europa League to be to be playing in the against the top level clubs of Europe. For example, I remember just last season, I would say Eintracht Frankfurt, a really mid-table cl club in Bundesliga in Germany, suddenly got off to a really, really good start in the in the Europa League campaign. And they went all the way to the semi-finals against Chelsea, where actually they could have beat Chelsea, if not for the penalty shootout, Eintracht Frankfurt. And that is a classic example. You you talk about Sevilla, the, the one of the most dominant clubs in the history of Europa League. Sevilla, Valencia, even um, clubs like Wolves, Wolves have uh, have a really good chance, to be honest. Uh, it's it's the second year from promotion, and they have such a big thing with themselves right now. They I don't see Wolves finishing actually in the Premier League. If I would say in the top six this season again, but I do see them as. Of course, they're not in the relegation battle. That is obviously out of question. Uh, they're too good for that. I can see them finishing around 8th, maybe 8th, ninth, something around that. So, I would say they should, they can and they should focus their 60% of their focus out of 100 towards the Europa League campaign because there is a really, really good chance they can go all the way to the semi-finals, maybe in finals, who knows. Like I said, I would love to have a Manchester United versus Wolves final uh, by, all the way back, all the way, all the way ahead in June. And this is the thing, uh, if you talk about two years ago, you say to Nono Espirito Sanchez that uh, your team two years later are going to be in Europa, UEFA Europa League and uh, might even be in the semi-finals or quarter-finals, who knows. He would absolutely laugh that off because he, not even he, anyone, even the actual Wolves players, they would laugh it off because, come on, a team is in championship. They, they don't even know if they're going to be promoted to Premier League or not. And you're saying to them that they're going to be in one of the best, maybe not the best, but one of the best European competitions in in uh, football world, in the European world. Not even just European world, to be honest, in the world. One of the best competitions in the world, football. So, it's an incredible uh, platform for clubs like these. These uh, mid-table clubs to showcase their talent and get the exposure against the elite clubs of Europe. And of course, if I talk about my liking towards Europa League on a personal note, I really like the anthem, the new anthem of Europa League. 
the TV intro, it just feels so, so good. <laughs> I don't know why, but I really like it. The beats and everything, the tunes. So, if you guys haven't heard it or seen it, I really would advise it. Just uh, go on YouTube and search UEFA Europa League new intro or new TV intro and you, it would be there. Really, really would advise that. So, now we all have to wait till tomorrow to get the confirmed dates for our fixtures, Europa League fixtures. And uh, I would say all the games are pretty much winnable. And if Ole does what I want him to do and plays the youth teams, I would really, really be happy. Even one or two players, like even if just Mason Greenwood and Tahir Chong start the games, still it's, it's a big thing for us fans as well and for those youngsters as well. The have always dreamt, who have grown up dreaming of these moments, of these big moments.